Dan Powers was one of those folks who ate and drank what he wanted with impunity. That's how many Ultimate Frisbee players navigate the dinner table, myself included. The intense cardiovascular demands of the sport burns calories like crazy. But what happens when you get older and slower? Dan found out the hard way. Many thanks for joining us, Dan. Hey, no problem, Dan. Good to see you again. Yeah. Been a while. <laughs> exactly. I'd, rather, I'd rather we were seeing each other on the ultimate field again, either playing together or playing against each other. Yeah. Uh, that'd be much better. Yeah. So um, tell me about your experience, what that, uh, and what that tells you. Yeah, so um, as you know, I've, you know, I've kind of stayed in good shape over the years um, with Ultimate and um, uh, still work out all the time. And although last, last year kind of uh, was awful with COVID for going to tournaments, you know, we always kept thinking COVID was going to, we're just around the corner, you know, getting out of that and start to play tournaments again. So a lot of us are still staying in shape for, you know, old guy nationals and old guy beach worlds and things like that. And um, I guess I was, you know, after the holidays, I was going back to work uh, that Monday. And Sunday morning, I got up and had this just really weird pressure on my upper chest. I'd never felt anything like that before. And I was, you know, in bed. I've got a, we've got a, I've got a five-year-old daughter and a um, four-month-old daughter. And um, we were kind of playing in bed. And it just, like, felt like a circuit was off in my body, right? I couldn't get comfortable. And then it came back a few times. And I didn't. I didn't want to worry my wife, so I didn't say anything. But then when I went downstairs and started doing breakfast and was sitting there, I was like, something's not right. Came back forth at the time. So I called the doctor and he said, you know, you should probably just go to get ER and check it out. And in today's world with COVID, right, everybody's worried about going to the hospital. All of the doctors there said, you know, they, you get tested as soon as you get in and they know who's, yeah, who's bad and who's good, right? <laughs> so they said that's actually a much safer place to be now because everybody had had their first shots. And my worst one was there when I was checking in. They couldn't even get me to sit down and relax for an EKG. But it finally went away. They did the EKG negative. This is Sunday. Um, they did a CAT scan in the afternoon where they you know, put in the chemicals to test and see if there's any clots in the heart. That was fine. Um, I finally, like later in the day, the cardiologist said, hey, listen, um, we're going to schedule you tomorrow for a uh, stress test, you know, where you basically, they shoot you up with a radioactive isotope, um, they um, take pictures of the heart um, and everything that's going on beforehand, tons of them, then you do exercise to get the heart rate way up, and then they come back and do pictures again. And this is a, so that's a... Uh, it's a non-invasive test, and if that comes back negative, you can go home tomorrow night. I said, great. So I, I do the test in the afternoon. I get a call from the doctor at 5, and he said, we found something. It's uh, on the right side of your heart, and we're going to schedule, schedule you the next day for an angiogram. And, then they, you know, I think you're, you and, and myself, our generation, when we think of something wrong with the heart, we think, oh, my God, it's all over, Right. Um, right, it's it's the image of Red Fox saying, "I'm coming yeah. for you, Elizabeth." Yeah, and I'm sitting there, all choked up, trying to talk to my wife, and I and and they, I mean, they do warn you about the angiogram procedure the next day, which is there's four outcomes. They said um, you are either um, it, either the, the stress test was wrong and you go home, 
um, if we find any arteries greater than 70% blocked, um, then we will do a stent. And they don't really explain to you during that first call to the cardiologist what a stent is. Um, and, or we take a lot of pictures um, and um, pull out because there's a lot of problems. And he says, I don't think you're going to fall into that bucket, but we'll find out tomorrow. He says, but if you do have to get a stent, they do it right then and there. Right? And then we'll talk about recovery from that. And, and you see here on my wrist, um, they actually go right in through your wrist up to the heart. And a stent, um, um, for those unaware, is what exactly? Yeah, so basically if you have to get a stent, um, they put in, it, they're already in your arteries, so they actually test flow through every artery in the heart when you do an angiogram. Um, and if you have to get a stent, it's actually a device and they put it, they call it a balloon, which takes your artery and expands it. And they put in this little round device, which is a stent. Um, and that increases the blood flow back to normal in that particular artery that had greater than 70% blockage. Now, the technology um, of, the, of the procedure 10 years ago was way different. Now it's, you know, I was in there, they drug me up in a way that they drug you up so you can still talk. I don't remember much of it. I, seemed like they were prepping me and getting me ready for the procedure the whole time. And then the doctor said, okay, we're all done. You have a stent. And I said, all done with what? <laughs> you're kidding. He goes, no, you're actually all done. You're going to recover. We'll talk in about an hour when, you know, when, when I talk to you, it makes sense. So they came in and said, yes, um, uh, you know, there's two branches of the heart, left and right. Um, the big, big artery on the right-hand side of the heart, or the right-hand side of the heart, is the, the one they call the widowmaker. And then arteries are like trees, right? So the widowmaker is actually the, the big trunk of the tree, and it kind of breaks into two branches, and then they branch out. So you want you want your blockage to be farther out in the branches. And so, which mine was, I had uh, one artery kind of on the left branch um, that they put the stent in, but the rest of the heart was fine. So the, the good news was I avoided a heart attack, uh, which would have been coming at some point in time. Um, the other good news is that he said, you're going to feel phenomenal um, because you um, uh, were missing capacity for quite some time. And as I thought back on this, there's a lot of times during the last couple of years where I was doing normal things or running around or playing ultimate where all of a sudden I was like way out of breath and I had to sit down and take a break. Right. And it never felt right to me, um, but I never thought that it was actually tied to this. And, and since that, since I got the stent, it's been, you know, I, I feel way better and I thought I felt pretty good before. Now, the stents also, one of the problems the stents had many years ago is from a technology perspective, they would get clogged with blood platelets during the year. And so the new stents are called medicated stents and they work in conjunctions with blood thinners. So I'm on blood thinners for a year. And the only downside of being on blood thinners is you don't want to, you know, you don't want internal bleeding. <laughs> it's really hard to stop. Uh, and you don't want any deep cuts or be in an accident or anything. So you need to you know, kind of avoid things that are going to get you in a situation where you might have to bleed a lot, right? Because um, it won't be clotting as quickly. And that has kept, and so you have to do that for one year that keeps the platelets clean. And then the stent just stays completely in your heart. And so my first visit back after two weeks after being in the hospital, the cardiologists and the team basically say to you, you have a clean bill of health, right? And if you want to stay healthy, that's up to you. 
this is what we suggest from a diet perspective. Uh, no drinking for two months because we want, you know, your, your numbers were whacked <laughs> when we start to talk about cholesterol and all those other things. Let's calm it down after two months, see where you're at, do, you know, be really healthy in your eating over two months. Uh, then we'll see if we're going to put you on statins um, to help reduce cholesterol. Some people are naturally high. Um, and, um, but otherwise, they said, go back to your normal activities. And I said, well, my normal activities are a little abnormal for age 57, right? I, I cross-country ski, I snowshoe, I downhill, I bike. Uh, I do HIIT workouts. I do, you know, high-intensity training workouts with lots of sprints and things like that. I still play ultimate frisbee. And all they said was, listen, honestly, really, this is the this is what we're prescribing. You need to be healthy, you need to eat right. Your longevity is now completely on you. So if the heart stays in the certain in the in the way it's at today, and you can, you know, and you don't get other you know blockage and clogging for the next you know, fifty years, you know, <laughs> until you're 107. Um, your heart should be really strong, especially with the way you exercise. So, but during the first three months, they said basically, that, you know, like for us, every age you're at, there's a target heart rate max that you're supposed to hit when you work out, right? So if you do a hard sprint, at our age, it's 165, right? So if you're checking it out on your watch with a heart rate monitor and you do a sprint and it comes up to 164, great, don't go higher, just take a rest and then do your next sprint. Um, for, during the first three months, they want me to be at 80% max heart rate, so keep it below 133. Okay. Um, and they also said that your blood thinner would, for the first few months until you adjust to it, you'd feel a little bit out of breath. So we came to Tahoe. I've been out running. I've been out cross-country skiing. It's really easy to get to 133. <laughs> 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 right? Um, but I've also noticed in the last couple of weeks that, um, like yesterday, I did some downhill skiing and uh, even on some very steep terrain, I was, um, you know, 120, 125, even at altitude. So that was that was all good. Yeah. Um, but I guess just finish the whole story, Dan. Wake up call. Um, I feel very blessed and lucky that it happened, right? Because I avoided a heart attack because that would have done more damage um, and meant many different things. Um, and it was a wake up call to me lifestyle wise because like you and other ultimate players at our age, we stay in great shape, but at the same time, we also don't eat and drink anything we want because you're not gaining weight, right? And so it's, I've been a certain weight for a long time, but I'll tell you in the last month, eating right and not drinking, I've already lost 10 pounds. And I, I would bet you I dropped down to the same weight I was in my 20s and 30s um, based on the diet I'm on now, which is low sugars, you know, keep sugars below 80 milligrams a day, keep your sodium down, and keep your cholesterol down um, below below 200. That diet alone is lots of veggies, a lot less red meats and leaner meats. Um, you know, stay away more from the pastas and breads, which we've had forever, but it's just a, a really healthy eating diet that we all avoid, <laughs> which I can't avoid anymore. Indeed. So that's all. So, so that is the exceptionally neat and tidy story. Yeah, that's the. So, that's, that's but the, so, so let's go back to where you were initially with um, wife and young kid and newborn. Like, 
how do you see that? Like, what was, how, how does everybody else react to, uh oh, dad's in the hospital and things are kind of nuts? Well, you know, her, my daughter just turned five and actually I, I missed her fifth birthday party. It was Monday. <laughs> oh. But I ended up not being able to go home because they found something, right? And so we had to do a little video birthday cake, you know, like a Zoom here. That's exactly what we did for her birthday. So I guess that's normal COVID for everybody, right? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she knew I was in the hospital, but she also knew I came home and, you know, it wasn't, wasn't a big deal. And, you know, um, my wife was great through all of it, but, you know, she, she certainly is my um, uh, biggest coach and uh, biggest person beating me up on, you know, staying honest, right? Because they, 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 like me, you know, they, they want me to be around for a long time, right? I mm-hmm. do too. Right? So um, that part was tough, but at the same time, it's, you know, there's nothing wrong with that kind of a lifestyle change because it's not, it's not that hard, right, to eat, right? Um, I just, I'm missing pizza once in a while, but, you know, I think once I get back to, you know, feeling a little more comfortable about this, you know, maybe once a month I can have some pizza with pepperoni, right? Um, I can have a few beers. I can't have a lot of beers, right? But, you know, a beer a night maybe or a few beers a week is going to be okay. And I'm, I'm at the extreme side right now, and I'm sure I'll come back a little bit, but there's no way I'm going back to eating, drinking, whatever I want, anytime I want, right? And my wife is also, you know, um, she's she's also someone who loves to work out, and loves outdoor activities and things like that. So you know, all the things that I have to do to stay better, I've been doing most of those things, except for eating right and, and drinking too much, right? <laughs> too many good IPA beers. But I, I was a home brewer my whole life, right? So I've, I've loved beers forever. Um, and but I, I'll tell you what, it's really tough watching the Bills in the playoff games and not having a beer. <laughs> and chicken wings. Well, I haven't had a, a drink. Oh, it looks like it's been almost a year, I think. Just out wow. of, just, just because of everything that, that well, I've been, been through. And it's, it's been easy for my wife because um, after the first baby, um, she went back to start, you know, drinking and wine and, and beer and things like that again. But, Every time she drank, I mean, even all the way down to three ounces of liquor, the next day she'd have a hangover. And so she had to quit drinking because she was just having hangovers for no reason. And we tried different alcohols. Her dad insists that there's got to be a pill for that to fix it. But apparently her body chemistry changed with the baby and and she hasn't been able to drink. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's not the case at home. (laughs) I can't drink. My wife's still having her glass of wine at dinner. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, but but you know, you've never. How do I put this? You know, we've known a number of people who have um, played ultimate frisbee with us uh, through the years, and yeah. through those years, um, you've never been the type of person who has been. Uh, abu- you know, abusing alcohol on a regular basis like, like oh no that, no but i mean you know how, do, you, how does it feel that yeah, like I mean, you know other yeah, people I mean, seem to skate through well, and I yet mean, you got yeah, caught yeah if you have two and, and you know there's been you know how, how do you tell you whether you're an alcoholic or not well for me it's like 
there's many single times over the many 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 times over the years where you know to get in shape or lose weight get ready for a major tournament i'll just stop drinking for three four months to me it's no big deal to do that mm-hmm. and i be very disciplined about it but if i'm on the other side of the fence and and i feel like i'm off season and i'm not worried about it right i'll you know i i, I can have two three ipas a night you know after work and enjoy them and and that's too much, right? And especially the good IPAs I like. You know, if you have a double IPA <laughs> or single IPA and the big bottles, and um, that's a ton of calories, right? So you're probably, you know, a, a, if you add up the math um, and you do two IPAs a day for a week, you know, that's probably an extra um, 700 calories. So that's about 2,400 calories a week extra. So over a month, that's about four to five days of extra eating, extra day, and extra days of meals. So it's almost a over a month. That's like you ate an extra week of meals during that month, and they're not good calories, right? It's you know they're um, uh, very high in carbs, right? Harder to break down in the body, right? Um, and you know even the guidance, heart healthy guidance is one to two drinks a day, but. Not probably not always really big high end IPAs, right? They're probably saying Miller Lite or some other crap beer like that. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you're not getting endorsed for the podcast by Miller Lite. Uh, probably not. <laughs> no, we're we're we're, we're a micro podcast with micro brews. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, but the I mean, I think the overall. You know, the, the, the question of perspective is, um, it, you know, you got caught and maybe you're drinking a little too much or maybe you weren't, but you were hardly, or were you in an abusive, was it more um, an abusive, addictive situation that, that no, triggered it? Or, or so, so then the question is, like, do you yeah, ask I've yourself never, why? Um, well, I just... Uh, I, I've enjoyed beers since I was a kid, right? So mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I never really, you know, I, I don't never, never, never get drunk, you know. I mean, we all know that, you know, the times in our lives we've gotten drunk and gotten sick. That, you know, that's not me. I've probably been a good, good 10, 15 years where I, I got so drunk I had a hangover the next day, right? You know, so it's, drinking was never really abusive to me. I just enjoyed it and enjoyed beers and, and made beers, right? Mm-hmm. I made made beers and, uh i have a kegerator at home so if i were going to be an alcoholic it certainly it's all lined up home home homemade kegs of beer or i could just keep pouring and pouring but it's just i just enjoy beers you know yeah a little bit more than what was healthy for my heart but i don't think it was just the beers right i mean i i'm a griller i like cooking up steaks and uh i would have chicken wings whenever i wanted i had pizza whenever i wanted and if I look at the diet um, that I had before versus what I'm doing now, drastically different, right? I'm Oops. cutting out a lot more dairy. I'm staying away from cheeses. You know, I'm, I'm not having pizza. You know, and, and if you if you try to do a diet as I've done for the last month and keep your cholesterol below 200 a day, keep your sugar below 80, um, there's a lot of foods you just are never on the list. I love cookies. Cookies aren't on the list. I love pizza. Pizza's not on the list. Chicken wings, don't even think about it. You might make cauliflower chicken wings if you want. 
but don't dip them in blue cheese because that's not happening either. That's too high fat, right? So as soon as you as soon as you just set those two variables and try to stay under them per day, cholesterol and sugar, it's surprising the amount of foods that have to drop off your list. So it's so, <laughs> so it's sort of like it's not it's not that you had one vice that was the doom of it. It was sort of you know. You, you did a little bit here and you splurged a little bit there. And, and, and the yeah. answer, though, um, in, in order to make sure that it, it doesn't happen again is is to sort of initially purge yourself of all the little things that have added up and then try and figure out what the, exactly. the cleanest way forward is. Well, and it's, it's not anything that um, we haven't heard before since we were kids, which is... Here's how you eat healthy, right? All that data, all that information is out there, right? Here's the things you need to do to keep your weight down, your cholesterol down, and to eat healthy. That's all there and available to anybody anytime. It's not dieting. It's just a healthier way of eating. Um, from a drinking perspective, yes. If you, if you drink a tonight is okay, you shouldn't do more than that, right? And mm-hmm. try to keep your calories down from that, right? They tell you that. And exercise regularly. I mean, if those aren't the three messages we've heard all of our lives, what else is there, right? About how to stay healthy and how to live long, right? And um, and so certainly me, I was certainly following, you know, number three, exercise regularly and stay, in good, stay, stay fit. Um, and I wasn't following the other two. I was you know, enjoying myself <laughs> doing whatever I wanted, right? Because it wasn't affecting me. It wasn't exactly. affecting me. It wasn't affecting my performance on the field. Maybe, I, maybe. Maybe if I'm 30 pounds lighter, I can jump higher at age 57 and run faster. I will, I, I will guarantee it improves that performance, <laughs> right? Uh, my knees and body will feel better because I'm not, you know, carrying as much weight around, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, but I all, I've always felt good. I, you know, for our age, you know, the fact that we can still go out and do sprints and bike and do all those kind of things, and um, it, it has been a good thing, right? And it, it's great we've been, been able to stay you know, acted that long, right? And I think that will continue for the rest of life, right? But the diet now, just, I, I can't be ignored. <laughs> Fair enough. So do you see yourself um, a, a, as it rolls forward and, and as, you, you know, you, you now have this outlook a month later? Yeah. How, how do you see... How do you see yourself maintaining that the mental discipline to keep that once the 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 fear and the craziness of 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 your hospital experience? Like, how do how do you yeah, see? Yeah, once that main, once that goes away. Yeah. Well, number, number one, my my wife will refuse to let me eat or drink like that again. <laughs> so number one they're, they're, chicken wings won't be touching my mouth anytime soon um, around her or uh, the, 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 she knows what the good diet should be right um, you know certainly there's going to be treats and things that you have to do or you know I, I do want to have some ice cream again I do want to have cookies I do want to but it has to be in moderation right so number one she's not going to want to slip number two I don't want to slip right I mean um, I've had great discipline in my life when I've wanted to um, or tournaments and things like that. And now the discipline a, a, is at a higher level. It's it, it's not, you know, uh, do you want to do, go do really good at Ultimate Frisbee Nationals in July anymore? It's more, do you, do 
you, you want to live longer than the next 10 years, right? That's, that's a way different goal, right, when you think about it, right? And yeah. Especially, you know, I've got older, two older kids, right? I want to be around for them. And I've got, you know, a five-year-old and a four-month-old, right? So I want to be around for them a long, long time, right? And the other thing, the other thing that goes into it is um, was kind of moving up here to Truckee, California, and, and we're going to be here permanently and living in the mountains. So it, it, there's all the things I love to do anyways outdoor, which is biking, swimming, and all those activities. And especially in the wintertime, you know, I, I grew up near Buffalo, so I know it's like to have six months of winter and six months of summer. Um, <laughs> well, two months of summer and four months of yuck. But, but you know, <laughs> you've got to get out of the house in the wintertime. You go crazy anyways. And up right. here, it's so easy to just get out of your door and go for a cross-country ski or a snowshoe or uh, do downhill. And Plus, my daughter, you know, my daughter Chelsea, she's already um, uh, getting, the, getting on to the greens. She's almost on the blues this year on downhill. Um, so I literally on weekends now, I can, I can take her out and do a 9 to 12 ski with her like an alpine. and It's fun, you know. And, cool. and am, I getting, am I getting a massive amount of exercise skiing that mountain no but at the same time it's hell of a lot better than a walk for three hours right yeah and yeah go on your quads and you know so the the, the working out piece <clears throat> living up here will be uh will be easier you know mm-hmm. and then you know then obviously sometime in the next you know eight to nine years i'm probably going to retire and when i drop the girls off to school i'm not going to you know i'm not going to be home you know cooking dinner and get it ready for family i might do that later in the afternoon but i'm gonna go do some activities right yeah <laughs> i'm gonna get outside and, and do some working out so that that part will continue that's cool that sounds like a good life yeah yeah, yeah. yes i very I, as i said up front very lucky this happened right and in, in the way it happened right mm-hmm. there, are, there there's a lot more worse scenarios out there that uh, people are going yeah. All right. Well, thanks so much. This has been great. Yeah. Yeah. Great catching up with you too. Yeah. Uh, someday we'll all get shots again and be at the same tournament. <laughs> I'll settle for a beer at this point. To be honest. Yeah. But, yeah. You me know. too. I might want a week. <laughs> <laughs> it's a date. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good, Dan. All right. Thanks again, Dan. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of Surviving, a series of conversations with people who have gotten through all sorts of trauma and disease. Some people, like Dan, managed to come out the other side with a homebrewed pint of beer in one hand.